Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Hussein and Hassan Dalgas are pioneering dentists from Leeds who practice in the fast-growing area of restorative and cosmetic dentistry. Reckon I could do with some of that. With many people not visiting dentists regularly or even fearing going to the dentist, my fear of dentists, by the way, way surpasses anyone else's fear. And I'm sure uh, we'll go on to talk about that during the podcast today. Hassan and Hussein are actively changing the whole dental experience to the extent that they can now boast to be the highest rated dental practice in the UK on Google. And dare I say, they also have a rather interesting sideline, which we're also going to talk about as well. Uh, guys, welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Hussein, Hassan, you are very welcome. I've got loads I want to talk to you about today. And I know from the CV, everything I've heard about you from uh, a, a mutual friend of ours who recommended that we speak today, uh, there are loads of directions this could go in. So I think people need to buckle up and, uh, and, uh, and enjoy the ride. I think that would be the best way of saying it. So uh, in no particular order, I mean, you can go, you can answer this however you wish. It would be lovely before we talk about this extraordinary business that you're building, have built. Um, tell us a little bit about your, your background, because I'm, I'm loving the fact that I'm talking to two uh, very good looking chaps. Um, uh, I mean, your ancestral home, I'm sure you'll tell us about that. And you have these incredible Leeds accents. It's absolutely like my mind's doing all kinds of crazy things. So um, just just fill us in on, on where it all started and where you where you find yourself today that would be a good point i think well fantastic introduction that was andrew thank you very much <laughs> you know to go from <laughs> i told you i told you we make it up as we go along hussein so uh yeah that's fantastic so uh, yeah so thanks for having us on so my name is hussein he's called hassan and uh, like you said we've been born and raised in leeds and we're actually originally libyan so our parents are from libya which is a small country in uh, north africa um Arabic language and they basically came here about 27 years ago on scholarships to study the uh, medicine um, obviously we were born here and we just kind of stayed here since so um, our life so far has been a great adventure we've learned lots and we're looking forward to uh, what the future brings yeah one more thing to mention as well we actually studied in Valencia Spain so we spent five years in Spain which was amazing you know we learned so much we love the Spanish culture and it's actually somewhere where we, where we want to live in the future as well that's you know it's part of our future plans and um, so, you know, we loved our time in Spain and um, it's had a big influence on who we are now as people as well. So uh, like Hussein said, we're definitely looking forward to the future. We're very excited. We're on a beautiful journey right now as well. And uh, we can't wait to see what the future holds. Definitely the first Libyan guest we've had on the, on the podcast with, with Spanish uh, connections as well. I'm actually going to ask you about the Spanish connections as, uh, as, we, as we talk today because our researchers have done a sterling job. We know lots more about you than we, you think we might know. Um, so the first thing, unfortunately, people can't see the video of this. It may appear on YouTube one of these days, 
But the first thing that struck me both about you, is, apart from the fact you're both good-looking guys, uh, is how incredible your teeth are. I mean, it's it's the first thing that strikes me um, when we when we talked uh, before the show today. So the first thing I'm going to say is that you definitely practice what you preach, which is actually quite unusual in business. I come across a lot of people who you know talk talk the the good game, but don't actually do very much in terms of um, the, the practice side of things. So. Was it something you always wanted to do? Not to have beautiful teeth, but uh, dentistry. Was that always the, the career goal or did it evolve from, from something else? Yeah, just before that, it's a shame that there's no video because uh, if there was video, your viewers would have seen the camels in the background obviously being their first living guest. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be able to see that. And, yeah. and I thought also you would say, also how good looking you are as well. You know, obviously you mentioned that we're good also, By the way, which one of you considers himself best looking? Uh, it depends on the week. Which we alternate week Ah, by okay. Week. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, so, want to, I don't want to interrupt your flow of thought. Yeah, so um, yeah, so in terms of how we came along dentistry, it's medicine, dentistry, it's always been in the family. But then when we were basically just deciding on a career option and where we want to head in terms of education and our lives in general, um, we just thought that dentistry is beautiful, especially cosmetic dentistry, because it has a real impact on people's lives. Um, you know, when you give somebody a brand new smile, give them a smile makeover, the confidence it gives them and subsequently the impact it has on their lives is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, we just want to be a part of that. Did you say something? Absolutely. Yeah, so it was kind of about like the natural career progression for us. And um, funnily enough, the way it happened, um, We'd finished our A-levels, we were taking a gap year, and then we started to look at universities abroad. And our parents had always had an interest in teaching us languages. So we actually had a Spanish tutor who had been teaching us Spanish from about the age of 10 years old. So we started looking at universities in Spain, and then this lovely university came up in Valencia. We went out, we flew out, we checked out, and it was like the best university ever. And, we, and then one year later, we, uh, we enrolled in the course. And, and you know, six years later on, we're now you know, qualified dentists and, and enjoying our lives. Uh, I have to say, I've, I've travelled to many places. Valencia is right up there in terms of incredible cities. It is a, if, if people listening haven't been to Valencia, they're really to go. Um, now, let, I'm going to just touch on something that's already been said, mentioned um, and alluded to. I, I guess there are people who come to see you for no other reason than vanity. They just want, they just want to look better, right? But I don't think we should overlook the fact that there are going to be people who come to you that have got real hang-ups, like real mental health issues based on the fact that they have problems, you know, um, whether they be visible problems or, you know, health-related issues. Um, typically, what are you seeing from the people who come to talk to you initially and, and get that consultation? How do you find, is it, is it vanity-driven? Is it, you know, a real need to change? Is it psychological? What typically are you finding when people come to see you for the first time? Yeah, it's a great question. It honestly ranges from people that have been through hardship. For example, we get quite a lot of um, people that have been through domestic abuse cases um, and other sort of accidents, for example, where they've got physical damage to their teeth. And um, as a consequence, you know, their confidence is um, down in the dumps, basically, and they just need completely life-changing transformations. And then we have people that you know they've seen their sort of favorite influencer um, or celebrity who's got a brand new smile and they just want to improve the smile uh, for vanity reasons there's nothing wrong with that either and then we also have people who um, need treatment because of functional reasons for example teeth straining um, they could have some problems with the bite uh, that gives them headaches and so they need some um, treatment like teeth straining to improve their bite and, um, and have more of a functional change on their teeth so there's a whole variety 
and there are different treatment options based on the problems that the people have. So we always say that when people come and see us, it's because they have a problem. It's down to our dentists to find a solution in the form of a treatment plan and be able to move forward with their treatment to give them that solution. Yeah, I would definitely say as well, uh, Sandra, there's been a huge boom in cosmetic dentistry, probably over the last two years specifically. Um, you know, we get loads of clients that are coming in with already decent smiles who just want a perfect smile. So I think that's mainly down to social media influencers and the kind of, you know, the whole vibe right now that if you don't have an amazing smile, you're missing out kind of thing. So we get a lot of the younger generation that are coming through, you know, the 22 to 28 year olds who are going for big treatment plans, whereas beforehand it was more than 30 to 40 year olds. So there's, there's also a change in demo, demographic as well of people getting cosmetic dentistry. Um, and that's part of our practice as well. What we want to do is make cosmetic dentistry um, a norm rather than a luxury. Uh, and a lot of things that we have in the pipeline will, will make that possible. Yeah. One more thing as well, Sandro, um, without dragging the question out too long, is that there's uh, a generation of patients who haven't been to see a dentist for a long time because they've been too nervous and they haven't really known about something like sedation, which is great for nervous patients, whereas that's something we promote quite heavily. And so we're seeing a generation of patients come through to our practice to have sedation that makes them feel a lot more chilled out and relaxed and makes them basically be able to go ahead of treatment. So that's been very, very popular as well. Can I can I explore that with you? I mean, this is this is uh, indulging me for a second because I had a really bad experience when I was a, a young boy, and I have a I have a an innate fear of of dentists, and I've stuck with the same dentist for years, and then he had to retire because he had a neurological problem that meant his hand shook quite a lot, which is not great if you're a dentist, particularly if you've got an in, injection needle in your hand. Um, and I've really struggled to find somebody that I've been comfortable with, so. Um, I know it can be an irrational fear, um, but nevertheless, what, what do you, I, I mean, I do go to the dentist. I want everyone to know that I go to the dentist regularly, but I don't enjoy the experience. What, what are you do? What are you doing to kind of uh, in a pioneering way to, apart from sedation, um, I, I'd like you to talk about your kind of USP, this, this whole uh, sense that people have when they come to you, they feel relaxed. They feel it, it's, it's different to the normal stereotypical experience and we talked uh, before the show started today about the stereotype i mean i come from a stereotypical profession that everyone has a view of how do you tackle that stereotype so basically um there is we have a multi-phase approach so the first step is the practice itself we have a lovely fragrance we have incense burning and a great comfortable environment as well that feels like a spa rather than a dental clinic and then we have the actual environment of the dental room where the treatment is happening. And we often ask our patients that are nervous, what's your favorite kind of music? And we play a softer kind of music that's, that's, you know, that they like rather than a random radio station that will make them feel nervous. So that's the actual environment of the room. And then we have the way that the actual dentist deals with the patient. So our dentists are great. Um, you know, they're very, very approachable and they're great at dealing with patients, but they also are trained. Um, with nervous patients to have a multi-phased approach to their treatment. So they'll start off with basic treatments, like a hygiene treatment, for example, or a simple filling, and then progress to more um, complex treatments, really. And then by that time, the patient's a lot more comfortable, a lot more relaxed and used to it. Absolutely. Another thing that we've done, Sandra, is we've, we've really analysed every single part of our customer journey from the start until the finish. So that first phone call or that first Instagram post or social media post that they see, how are they going to react to that? How are they going to feel towards that? Um, you know, the, how the person answers the phone attentively, you know, in a very empathetic way. And then when they're welcomed in, you know, we stand up when, when a patient walks in, 
welcome to our centre suite. We say, please make yourself comfortable rather than take a seat. You know, we don't give an order. So we're really fine-tuned to the small details to make every single part, hopefully, a, a pleasurable experience so that when that patient leaves the practice, they think, wow, that was an amazing place. I don't mind going back. Or I'll look forward to going back. And to be honest, we're really blessed to have the majority of our client base. They look forward to seeing us um, and they really look forward to their visits. I, I love that. I mean, fine-tuning all the small detail, um, the, the kind of things that we, you know, most people take for granted. I, I believe from the research we've done, 34% of people fear the dentist, which is an extraordinary, a, a extraordinary number. But at the same time, I guess, you know, from everything I know about you guys, you're turning into a real opportunity because it is those people who represent a fairly captive audience, right? Because, you know, they're the ones that historically have not wanted to do anything about it. Um, I suppose this is a rhetorical question, but what what do normal uh, the, the 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 common or garden dental practices what are they what are they doing wrong? Is it this acceptance that everyone just does, it's very clinical and very is is that the problem? They're st- they're, they're pro- we've all respected dentists. They're stuck in their ways. They're slightly arrogant and they're resistant to change. We've actually thrown out the rule book for dentistry. You know, we make it fun. We don't make it too serious. You know, we do, we communicate with our audience on Instagram. We do Q and A's, we do like live videos, we do giveaways. Um, when patients come in, we have a laugh with them, we get pictures with them and we make it into an experience and dental practices out there, a lot of clinics that, you know, they're resistant, they're resistant to making it a fun environment. You know, the dentists talk down to patients, the reception team, um, you know, talk to the patient as if they're, you know, they take them for granted. There's no real service, whereas with our practice, we've tried to flip that on its head and really make it into a soft, fun and nurturing experience. And I'm sure you've seen as well, Sandra, in your industry, you know, the reason why I'm sure you're doing well is because, you know, you've, you have disrupted the industry in the way that you do things. You don't overcharge your clients. You don't, you don't have any hidden agendas. You don't sell a product because it's better for you. You look out for your client's interests. It's a similar, similar yeah. thing for us. You know, we're not going to try to sell a patient a treatment which they don't need because we're going to make some money off it. We, we genuinely provide treatment plans that are in the best interest of the patient. Yeah, I'd say our dentists are very honest as well. Um, we're very, very ethical. Um, if a patient's choosing between a simple treatment like teeth whining, for example, and veneers, we'll often say, well, why don't we choose his teeth whining first? Go through your course of whining and let's reassess. Let's see where we're at with your smile. And then we can go into some more extensive treatment like veneers if we feel like we still want to take the next step, rather than a lot of clinics will just shove the veneers down the patient's throat and say, you need this, this is how much it will be. And we basically, by having that approach, we gain the patient's trust, which is what we'd love. And that's I mean, how the we, we've be. often talked patients out, I know I have, I've talked patients out of the big treatments that they go for. And when they leave the reviews on Google, they say, you know, doctors ain't actually convinced me not to have it because I knew it wasn't in their best interests. Yeah. I mean, there, there is an old fashioned word called goodwill. And my late father, God rest his soul, and my grandfather before him, they always used to say, you know, um, honour and integrity in business is, is so important because ultimately, if you're good at what you do, people circle back round. Today might not be the right day but they will always circle back and they'll never go anywhere else once they've established a word you mentioned earlier, which is another forgotten word in business, which is trust. Um, Why do you think there's such a huge demand for the services that you provide? I mean, I I think it's become certainly more evident to me in the last sort of five, 10 years. Is it, is it social media? Is it celebrity led? Is it as a, is it a change of demographic? What is it that, you know, you think has led to this, massive upsurge in in dental treatments whether it's teeth whitening veneers or whatever yeah i think it's a combination of things and i I think it relates to status so i was reading a book i can't remember the name of it but it was talking about how every day we search our environment and products and services that increase our status in, in, in our world 
And I think dentistry and teeth has become a, a sign of status. You know, when you've got a nice smile, you spent money in your teeth. It's a symbol of status. And I think that's <clears> become the, the main reason as to why a lot of people want to get their teeth done because they want to let their friends know and their siblings and peers know that, you know, I take care of my appearance. And it's, you know, it's like you, you buy that nice Gucci T-shirt because you want everyone, everyone to know you've got your wear design because of the nice Rolex teeth has become a, a, a symbol yeah, of status yeah. as well. Yeah. And I, and I think it's um, strongly tied down to a concept that we believe in, which is that we're constantly striving to go up towards becoming our desired self, somebody who we strive to be. And because of social media and society in general, more people see their desired self as somebody with a beautiful white smile and a, definitely a straight smile. So um, because they see themselves as that dream person and they want to become the person with that beautiful white smile, then they want to go for the treatment. And that's how they, inside, they'll feel like they're satisfied once they are that person. And so they'll go to great lengths to go through the treatment. If you don't mind me saying this, guys, I, I would say that from everything I've seen and know of your business uh, and what you stand for, you've become very iconic in your profession. And somebody once described I, iconic status as consisting of three things. And actually, I think you tick all these boxes. So I'd like to explore each one of them, if I may. One of which you've already touched on, and, and it's the word personality. And I'm not just talking about your respective personalities. I'm talking about the personality of your business. And you've already touched on how you approach that first interaction with somebody, make them feel comfortable, uh, engender that sense of trust that, that they have. And you look to build a relationship. And rather than sell a product, you're looking to sell a service. Um, so that, that's great. The other thing that I want to touch on as part of that iconic-led uh, process of development in a business is uh, the word education. Most people I know that have developed this iconic status in, in life and society and business know their stuff. So I'm not talking about your, your clinical awards and your abilities to perform your, your job very, very well. I'm talking about your, your fundamental grounding. So if we may, just to diverge slightly, uh, let's talk about your parents and their desire to make sure you receive the very best education. Um, because I, I know that you talk about summer camps and learning Spanish at an early age. How important, sounds like a bit of a trite question really, but how important is education professionally, as an individual, uh, and, to, and to what extent do you attribute your success to your parents and all that they try to, to instill in you? Great question. And the simple answer is we owe, we owe everything to our parents. So, um, you know, we never get to a stage, like, you know, we've got huge plans for the future. It will never get to a stage where we overlook the fact that we are, in, we are where we are in our lives because of our parents and what they've done for us and the investment that, made, that made, they made into us uh, from an early age. So our parents have always given. Uh, they've, never thought, they've never put themselves first. They've always put their kids first and it carries on throughout my younger brothers as well. And we are really blessed to have parents mm -hmm. like them. And it, that's one of the main reasons as to why we work so hard is because we want to make them proud. And we want to get to a stage where they don't have to worry about anything. We can say, you, you know, you guys go off to whichever country that you want to take a private jet and don't worry about anything. It's because they've done so much for us. So, um, yeah, thanks for, you know, reminding us of, of, reminding us of that. And um, the fact that, what was the, what was the uh, second part of the question? Sorry, I got a bit... Uh, uh, about that. Yeah, the, the, uh, the summer camps, the learning Spanish, and to what extent do you, do you um, attribute your success to them? Yeah, 100%, you know, yeah, 100%. I would, we, we would fully attribute it to them, basically. Exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, we've never received anything but support from our parents. And that's why, you know, we're putting them first now in everything that we do. And, uh, you know, it's a big motivation, motivational factor for us. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Well, coming from a big family myself, that's a lovely tribute to make to your parents. And hopefully we'll, 
we'll make sure we get a copy of uh, they get a copy of this recording so that they know what you think of them. I'm sure they know that anyway. And then the third the third part of the iconic status is visibility. And and I'd like to touch on this if I may because the one thing I know you do very very well is you make yourself visible. And I don't mean kind of in your face visible. I mean the Google reviews and the uh, you know the the PR work that's being done to support your business from the lovely Melanie Faldo, for example. Um, to what extent is visibility important in the growth and development of your business? Um, visibility is extremely important and um, it comes down to the fact that we aim to be the clear voice in a room full of noise. And, you know, we want people to know about us because it all comes down to the fact that we know deep down in a very, very humble way that we are the best in terms of what we do and we want them to receive our treatment because we feel like if they go somewhere else, we'll have done, we'll have done them a disservice and that's how strongly we feel about things. Um, it's not, you know, saying it from a greedy way, it's just that we're very, very passionate about what we do here. Absolutely. And, um, and um, a, a saying that always comes to mind, it's not the best business that wins, it's the best known business that wins. So if we lack visibility, then, you know, another, another company would be able to get that customer. So it's really important for us to be at the forefront of um, marketing, you know, brand awareness and, and, and being on the, uh, in front of the public. Can we now take a step, a massive step to the left? Uh, you are two guys that are clearly very motivated, driven. You're also very modest, uh, clearly passionate about what you do, strive to be the best. And on the subject of striving to be the best, again, uh, I will help people visibly because they can't see you. They will, they will when it comes to the social media post. Um, you're both in pretty good shape, it would be fair to say. Um, so the sideline, uh, if I'm not wrong here, is that you do clearly get to the gym a fair bit. that be fair? Very, very fair. Sandra, before we talk about the gym as well, I want to mention one more thing based on what you touched upon, the personality. So the, out of the three things, the first thing you mentioned, the personality of the business. And I think one of the things that's really, really been massive for us is um, our personality is, part of our personality is that everybody's welcome. Whereas you have some businesses, dentistry, I can think of a few that are doing really, you know, that are quite prominent, um, but they're prominent in a bit of a bad way. And yes, they'll get some attention, but they weren't really, um, achieve the iconic status and they won't be busy with, with clients because it's all about designer it's all about um, jewellery it's all about um, you know Gucci and expensive things and that's what they push and promote and they only promote you know great looking people whereas we don't promote anything to do with designer or having loads of money for us it's all about the people and it's all about the people and we make everybody feel welcome whether they're somebody who looks great somebody who's you know millionaire or factory, you know, yeah, factory millionaire everybody's welcome and I think people really really see that in our brand and it's genuine and in terms of the gym, we train six times a week, uh, wake up at 5.30 and we're in the gym for six. We prep, we prep our meals. We've tried a few meal prep companies, but we felt like we, we went through a phase in university where we'd, we'd cook all our meals, you know, the night before. And, we'd and we used to be in the back of the classroom, eating in the back of the classroom, yeah. turkey and rice with our bags on the desk, hiding from the teacher, yeah, covering up the top of the, uh, the plastic yeah. container. And people used to think, well, nuts, they say, oh, why, how can we bring in meals when they were just sort of having one meal and then going out drinking the, you know, but, you know, it's the habits that shape your life. And we're grateful of the fact that we stuck to it through university and we built the solid foundations that will hopefully last us a lifetime and we'll just be able to get in better, better shape every single year. So, um, yeah, anybody that says business performance isn't influenced by how you feel and look is like, because we notice that when we don't stick to our diets, when we don't go to the gym, our performance of business plummets. Whereas when we're on point, you know, yeah. eating amazing food, drinking water, yeah. having our supplements and feeling great. Yeah. Driving to work, you know, driving to work after a great workout and a great meal. You, <laughs> can't, beat it. you, know, you can't be playing Lionel Richie all night long, 
you know, feeling great. On the, on the I love it. I love it. Um, I love the fact that you're, you're talking about music. I remember because I'm an 80s kid. Um, I, I only train five days a week. I clearly have to step it up a bit, guys. Um, you're in great shape as well. You're in great shape. Well, I've, I've got 20 years on you, I reckon. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, still, I'm still benching more than I did 20 years ago. I'm still on an upward trajectory, but how long it lasts, I don't know. But, yeah, no, on all seriousness, um, you are uh, two guys who clearly strive for excellence. You have really high standards. And the reason why I was so keen to speak with you both and get you on the podcast is because, uh, unfortunately, in today's society, and it's probably been this way for, for as long as I can remember, too, too many people accept mediocrity as being, as being a standard. And, and I think that's a, a real shame. What you two stand for, in my opinion, is you know, the, the pinnacle of success in everything you do. Eat well, sleep well, train well. Uh, undoubtedly, fantastic what you do professionally uh, and you know, backed by an incredible family, close-knit unit. I mean, almost everything in your world is all about excellence and achieving the very best version of yourself you can achieve. So conversely, when things go wrong, which they often will, uh, how do you deal with the obstacles in life and, and, and the challenges? That's a very good question. And I think before going into that, it's, uh, you know, what we believe is it's easier to stay up when you're up than to pick yourself up when you're down. That's one thing we really believe. And so we're always trying to keep ourselves, uh, you know, high. I, I would say it's something over the last year that we've really, really learned. Yeah. So just to give you a bit of background info, up until the last year, we were basically really, really expanding our business to the next level. So we've taken a few companies nationwide with the help of our mentor, he's called Pete. And um, he basically, long story short, he sold his companies for a massive fortune a few years ago. And now he's kind of helping us and working with us. And um, we took that step from like a Yorkshire-based business that was doing really well to a nationwide company. And it was a completely different ball game. So um, he was kind of there to support us in the ups and downs, mainly the downs. And pick us up because he'd been through that. Whereas to us, it was like a new, a new language. Which you exactly, yeah, yeah. So we went from we went from being comfortable. We went from being champions in business, like everything that we were doing, we were just going through the roof. You know, the money was coming in, the clients were coming in, everyone was happy, the team was successful, to like something brand new, which was like unknown territory, and then taking like loss after loss, and like if you question yourself, what's going on? Am I making my decision? Why have I done this? Um, and then to have somebody there you know, we're very grateful to have a, a really good mentor um, to pick us up and let us know that this is a normal part of a new groundbreaking business that will be worth a huge sum one day was normal. And now we look back at it, you know, look back at eight months ago and think, bloody hell, if it wasn't for those times and those downs and lows, we wouldn't be where we are now. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and we, 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 learned, we learned that as well. We learned that sometimes you have to lose a battle to win the war. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that we never knew about because we were just used to win after win after, you know, for, yes, come on. That's what, that's what, that was our life because, you know, we disrupted an industry that had been the same for so long and it was just win after win. And then when you go for a few losses, then you start doubting yourself. You think, am I skilled? You know, am I really going to be able to achieve this? But then you just have to be able to believe inside that, yes, I am skilled and yes, you know, I am worth this. And you are and destined for greatness and have that and strong belief. Exactly, and have that unbreakable self-belief. And I think, Sandra, what you said, so many people are destined for mediocrity because they don't believe themselves and, and society and the environment. It subconsciously programs you to think, actually, I'm just another person or actually I'm not as talented as this person on social media or that or that car, I don't have that watch or wherever it is, so I'm only this level, whereas really, you know, we have photos around our office of private jets, you know, all these things that we're subconsciously putting in our mind to make us elite, um, not in an arrogant way at all, but just to break that way of thinking that we're programmed to think from a young age at school, at high school, whatever it is, 
and to actually say to each other, you know, we, we, we affirm great things every day. You're courageous. You are a beast. You are a leader. You are great. You are on the way to greatness. All these things that not many people do. And that's why a lot of people are on that same level in life. They just, they float from year to year and just continue that same trajectory. Whereas if you want to try to break that trajectory and go oof, through the roof, then you have to change your mindset and, and upgrade your software out here as well. Yeah. And that comes down to what I was saying, just mentioned is when you're doing a great job and you're progressing in life, not becoming satisfied and then letting yourself drop, realizing that you have progressed, you have taken that next step. Now let's go again. Yeah, and that's the difference between somebody who's really striving for greatness uh, as opposed to somebody who's just going to be mediocre. The mediocre person lets themselves drop back down to square one when they have, when they have achieved something and then they go again. But before you know it, it's just a plateau going sideways. Yeah, I love I love the quote you mentioned earlier on, Hassan, about um, easier to stay up when you're up than pick yourself up when you're down. Again, you know, a, a, one of what life's great lessons there. Um, how do um, how do you see the business evolving? Like, kind of, what's next? Is there is there a five year plan? Where where do you see yourself going from from uh, here? You know, because you talk about you no know, never less resting on your laurels. I'm paraphrasing something you said. Um, so, you know, is there an, is there a next is there a next step? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the next step for us is to scale up. So we ha- we plan to open uh, 400 YDS clinics in the next four years, uh, up and down the country in a franchise model. So um, we've got a few different parts of you know a few different companies that will be. Uh, it's quite it was, it's a thought out business plan, and what we want to be doing is creating these clinics because what we've done here in Leeds is we've created the perfect dental business model. Um, and we want to be able to roll these out nationwide. There's a lot of clinics out there, a lot of dentists who are associate dentists who want their own clinic, but they don't know how. So they can just jump onto our blueprint. All the hard work's being done. Uh, we'll be there to guide them to be able to open a YDS franchise in their city with guaranteed client flow and guaranteed, a guaranteed business model that's worked. Um, and it'd be, allow them to be able to be part of our YDS network. Hey, uh, some, somebody once said to me, People fail in life not because they aim too high and miss. People fail in life because they aim too low and hit. And you two are the epitome of two people aiming as high as possible. That is that is a lofty goal. And uh, on behalf of everyone listening, uh, obviously, we hope you achieve it. It would be great to have lots of uh, Husseins and Hassans all around the country, nice and accessible, to help us with, uh, with our pearly whites. Um, two final questions, if we may, in the time we've got left. First, very important question, because there will be lots of people already searching on Google for your details, but to make it as easy for them as possible, how do we connect with you? How do we find out what you're doing? How do we book an appointment? Have you got a website? Are you on social media? How do, how do we connect with you? Absolutely. So we don't have personal social media accounts, but we have a business one, which is at Yorkshire Dental Suite. We've also got a website, yorkshiredentalsuite.co.uk. Um, we're really accessible on, Yorkshire, on the Yorkshire Dental Suite Instagram. Just drop a DM. Um, we usually check them and we can um, chat on there. But anybody's most welcome, and we look forward to connecting with your uh, viewers, Sandra. Yeah. You can also book online as well at yorkshiredentalsuite.co.uk. We have patients that travel nationwide, so um, you know, we for any travelling patients from across the UK, we make the appointments as efficient as possible to minimise travel, so yorkshiredentalsuite.co.uk. Love that. Um, I did say two questions. I lied. There's three. I'm going to add an extra one in. Who's the elder of the two of you? Me. I'm one minute older. So, Are you uh, one minute older? Yeah, that, was, that, that was quick. That was a quick business. Well, well done, Mum. Um, there you go. And, yeah. and and who benches the most? Um, I'd say we lift the same. We lift the same amount of weight. Um, obviously, you know, sometimes I have my better days. He has his better days at some points as well. So you know, we push each other on in the gym. 
We're going to have to get a workout together, Sandro, and uh, see what you mentioned. You, uh, listen, Hussein, you just took the words out of my mouth. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm heading over to Leeds soon, and we'll have, we'll have a conversation about my fear of dentists, and hopefully you can put that straight for me, and we'll definitely get down the gym. That would be a challenge I would relish. Fantastic. That's Roger. great. That's great. So um... make sure you go easy, Nazif. I was about to say the same thing to you, um, but as I said, you have got—I've got twenty years on you. So, um, uh, last question, very, very important one, is that is the question, um, gents, that we ask all of our guests. It's the only one that's common to all of them, and it is a very simple one. I, I can't wait to hear the answer from both of you. And you might—you might well come up with a different answer. It's a very simple one. Let's imagine that, uh, in the same way that your mum and dad brought you up and taught you all those amazing. Um, things in life that have stood you in such good stead. Let's imagine a younger version, a son or a daughter in the future, come up to one of you or both of you and say, Dad, given all that you have achieved and all that you stand for uh, and those morals and those principles and the excellence that you strive for, if there were just one rule to live my life by, if I could follow one mantra rather than any of the others, and, and obviously the, the, the kind of the, uh, the rules to live life by might be pretty extensive but if you could just pick one what would it be always strive towards fulfilling your true potential like, like that G- given life more than given life more than you take love that one as well two two very good answers very good answers um i would uh i would relish the opportunity not just to to meet offline but uh to possibly have you two back uh on another podcast on another day and, and we'll continue this conversation because there's just so many different directions that we could go in. And I, I kind of feel like I've done you a bit of an injustice because we've only had 30 minutes and we've had to squeeze an awful lot in a very short space of time. But um, I have to say, everything you stand for is, I'll use the word uplifting. There's a lot of people that will be out there listening from different parts of the world thinking, gosh, you know, um, isn't it uh, sadly unusual, but nevertheless very fulfilling to hear two people that are so grounded, so modest, but stand for for so much um, in terms of where you're trying to take yourselves on that journey, but also taking other people with you. So uh, on behalf of all of us listening, and and for me personally, it's been fantastic talking to you. Thank you for sharing your incredible journey. Hopefully that curve continues to to rise exponentially upwards. Um, And because we are geographically so close, I'm personally looking forward to meeting with you very soon. Absolutely. Honestly, Sandra, it's been an absolute pleasure being on, the, on your podcast. You just said 30 minutes, but it felt like three minutes. And um, more than happy to come back on this podcast whenever whenever you you know feel suitable. Absolutely. And uh, definitely look forward to meeting you in person. Absolutely. Well, we'll have, we'll have some turkey and rice or whatever it is you instruct me to eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, and if, I can, if I can come back on another chat with you one day in the future and I can attest to the fact that you have solved my nervousness of dentists, then I will be personally instructing listeners to come come visit you in Leeds. So uh, uh, Hussein, Hussain, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been absolutely great. Look forward to catching up with you very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sandra. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you to all of you for joining us on the Sandra Forte podcast. Weren't Hussain Hussain, absolutely terrific? One minute apart, bench the same. Uh, But you know what? It's really, really fulfilling and uplifting to hear two people that stand for for excellence in in not just business, but in life as well. Uh, Two really humble guys, great at what they do. Uh, Do check them out. And remember, we've got a new guest or guest joining us every week to share their own insights into achieving success or overcoming life challenges. Please make sure you subscribe 
tell all your friends and family about it, follow us on social media. And if you've got any questions for Hussein, Hassan, you can contact them in the way they've described or just send us an email. It's hello at sandrospodcast.com. Do connect with me on social media too. It's at Sandro40 on Twitter and the real Sandro40 on Instagram simply because somebody stole my name one day and I still haven't uh, caught up with the culprit, but one of these days I will do. Thank you all once again for joining us on the Sandro40 podcast today. And until this time next week, goodbye for now.